Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love my guy on this show, Joe Dolan. It's the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Every week during the NFL season, right? Joe and I will talk about the fantasy relevant players in every single game, primarily Joe, because he's the expert. Check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. Incredible combo of personality, ability to disseminate information on air. I'm a huge fan, have been for a long time. I am merely at Ross Tucker NFL, the former NFL offensive lineman, trying to avoid a real job as long as I possibly can. Joe, we dive into the second half of the slate, starting with the Raiders at the Dolphins coming off the bye. Yeah, so here's the big here's the big news for the Dolphins. They're going to get Devon Achan back with little or no restrictions for Week 11. Here are the reminders for Devon Achan. He led this backfield by a slim margin in carries and routes in Weeks 3 and 5 ahead of Raheem Mostert. Most importantly for Achan, he was the clear lead back in the red zone. In their three games together, Achan outsnapped Mostert by a 65 to 30 margin, 65% to 30% margin inside the 10. Achan had seven carries and four targets inside the 10 in just three games. The diminished red zone usage is a huge concern for Mostert moving forward. Mostert has handled 73% of the carries inside the 10 when Achan is out. And the Dolphins have a really good matchup on the ground this week against the Raiders, who despite holding the Jets to 52 non-scramble rush yards in Week 10, have surrendered by far a league-high 2.34 yards before contact per attempt over the last five weeks. That is per Fantasy Points data. That is a uniquely bad matchup against a Miami team that typically runs on everyone. Keep in mind, Miami does have interior offensive line injuries that must be monitored. They've had uh, some injuries up front for most of the season. We need to keep an eye on that coming out of the bye. But it is great news. If you have Devon Achan, I think you can plug him right back in as an RB2 this week against the Raiders. What are you seeing from the Raiders on offense, Joe? Here's what I see from the Raiders on offense. They're not very good. 
However, they're five and five, and they're loose right now. And look, you can sit, sit here and sit, say all you want on the radio. I can't believe they're five and five. I can't believe they're technically in the playoff hunt. Don't tell the players that. The players just got done hating their boss. And now they're coming to work for somebody who they like coming to work for. And, you know, Aiden O'Connell, he did some things. I mean, he threw for 153 yards on 27 pass attempts. That's not going to light the world on fire. But at least he targeted Devontae Adams 13 times. That's what we want. He threw, threw the ball to Devontae Adams, and he turned around, and he handed the ball to Josh Jacobs, who had 27 carries for 116 yards last week. It's, it's, it's Josh Jacobs, it's Devontae Adams, and maybe you can get a little bit of a sprinkling of, of Jacoby Myers in your lineup. But look, if the Raiders are going to be bad on offense, at least be bad and get it to your good players. And that's what they've done under Aiden O'Connell. Giants and the Commanders, Joe. All right, let's start with the Commanders because I want to be a little positive here. Ross, is it too much to ask? And again, I don't want the I don't want the podcast to be we only briefly touched on the Jaguars in yesterday's episode. I don't want the podcast to be the crap on Trevor Lawrence because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just want more. I want more from the guy who is the number one overall pick on a team that is the best team, still is the best team in the AFC South. Is it too much to ask for Trevor Lawrence to have a game like Sam Howell has played like four times this year? I look at Sam Howell and I see... Ross, you've, you've watched him up close. Obviously, you follow the Eagles. Um, you're wearing your Eagles shirt right now. You know my boyfriend, Duffy. You do podcasts and, and, and stuff with, with Philadelphia. You saw him twice against the Eagles, and you saw Sam Howell last week against the Seahawks. There's something there, man. And look, I know the sacks have even dropped off in recent weeks. Sam Howell, like, Howell has finished as a top 15 weekly score among quarterbacks in 8 of 10 games. 8 of 10. It's an extremely pass-heavy game plan, and they're doing this with Ron Rivera, head coach. Ron Rivera doesn't want Sam Howell dropping back 40 times. Well, guess what? Every time he does, he throws for 300 yards. It's really pretty impressive what I've seen with Sam Howell, and he's made some of the, like, if you're looking at a, a highlight reel of all 22 end zone angle, like, how, how did he do that throws? Sam Howell's on there, like, four times this year. He had another one against the Seahawks this week, where he put it between two defenders in the middle of the field. I, like, I don't understand the quarterback scouting process, maybe. When I look at Sam Howe, and before he went back to school, he was considered a first-round pick, and then he ends up in the fifth round, and he's getting drafted after Bailey Zappi. I guess I don't get it, Ross, because I don't know if you've seen Sam Howe in person, but this guy looks like he's got something. I'm not trying to tell you he's going to be an MVP, but it sure as hell looks like he's got a chance. No, he's good. And I don't understand why Rivera didn't have him start more games last year. That makes no sense to me. Anyway, what about the Giants? I mean, is there anybody for fantasy? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? The only thing that Saquon Barkley was able to do was he was able to gain positive yardage in the second half after the Cowboys kind of called off the dogs. That's your hope. Like... And that's why I spent so much time just rambling on about Sam Howell because I have no idea what to say about Tommy DeVito. Like, I don't know how many Big Ten teams Tommy DeVito would start for. (laughs) I'm serious. Like, 
he's not starting over J.J. McCarthy. You know, like, uh, uh, Drew Aller's not on my good side right now, but I don't know if he'd start over Drew Aller. Like, it's it's rough, man. It's rough out there. And, and it's not his fault. It's it's the Giants are just the worst team in football. Bucks at the Niners. So we got Baker Mayfield dealing with a little bit of a thumb injury. I don't know how how big a deal that's going to be. Uh, doesn't look serious. Doesn't look like a Justin Fields kind of situation. I don't even think I, – I think the doctor said – it might have been Schefter who reported it. It's not even a Matthew Stafford kind of situation. It looks like he's going to play. Um, unfortunately, last week, Tampa had what our, our trench metrics at Fantasy Points Data – had determined to be their first really good run matchup of the year against the Titans. Rashad White, unfortunately, went back to uh, being completely inefficient on the ground. He had 20 carries for 51 yards. 47 of the 51 yards came after contact. So he averaged a fifth of a yard before contact behind that offensive line. That was his worst of the year against a Titan run defense that had been getting gashed over the last two months. Um, on Now... Right now on the season, Rashad White averages the fifth fewest yards before contact among all running backs with 100 or more carries. That's an offensive line stat right now. But the good news is Rashad White has seen at least three targets in all but one game this year, and he's busted off long touchdowns. He had the long touchdown last week. So the Buccaneers uh, are still getting Rashad White the ball as a bell cow, but unfortunately this is not a good matchup for him. Um the good news is Mike Evans was going to go absolutely ham, and he did go ham in that game against the Titans last week, and it could have gone even more nuts. Uh, he had a touchdown just drop off his hands. Um, I think Mike Evans right now, he is by far the number one receiver in Tampa ahead of Chris Godwin, who has fallen by the wayside and is kind of more of a wide receiver three for fantasy purposes. How about the Niners offensively, Joe? Now that they got Debo back, your guy McCaffrey didn't get in the end zone even though – Kyle oh, they tried, tried really hard. They tried at the end of the game with, with Darnold. Um, look, McCaffrey, he didn't get in the end zone for the first time in 17 games. Um, and he still had almost 20 PPR fantasy points. That's how ridiculous this guy is. Um, you, you obviously start Christian McCaffrey. I'm not breaking any ground to you there. Um, and the other guys, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Chances are... One of these guys is not going to hit. Now, look, all of them had just three catches. In, uh, excuse me, Debo had four catches, but he had a, a rushing touchdown. Kittle and Ayuk each had just three catches against the Jaguars. Both scored. We know the history of George Kittle playing with Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. He's typically the guy who goes by the wayside and ends up not producing for fantasy. But I just don't know how you sit at the tight end position, a guy like George Kittle, who can bust off a 66-yard touchdown the way he did last week. You kind of just have to suck it up and understand that there's an op- that there's a chance he's going to go two for 25. But unfortunately, you know, with, with all his skill level, and as well as Brock Purdy is playing, and Brock Purdy, again, with a great stat line, 19-26 for 296 and three touchdowns. I don't know how you sit George Kittle. Now, I do think it is funny, though. Brock Purdy, who we, we've said, as as well as he's played in the NFL, those th- that three-game losing streak, we started to see some of that turnover luck turn against him. I think it's funny how Kyle Shanahan mentioned that the touchdown throw he made to Brandon Ayuk this week, where, where 
Purdy's rolling out to his left, naked boot. He's got three defenders in his face, and he just chucks it up between three defenders in the end zone, and Ayuk comes down with it. Kyle Shanahan said that might have been his worst decision as a 49er, and Ayuk still came down with the touchdown. Maybe that's a that's a descriptor from the coach himself as to how the system and the talent around him is helping Brock Purdy this season. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, it was a beautiful throw, uh, but gutsy for sure. How about the Jets at the Bills, Joe? So, Ross, you clearly discussed the Ken Dorsey firing um, on on the Ross Tucker football podcast. What was your take on that? Um, I don't think he was doing a great job, but I also think he was a scapegoat, sacrificial lamb. I mean, it's not his fault that they kept dropping passes or that James Cook fumbled or that Mm – McDermott called an all-out blitz on third and long at the end of the game or that they had too many guys on the field. And if they didn't lose the game, they wouldn't have fired him. So I hate stuff like that. Yeah, all the all the metrics suggest Buffalo has a great offense. EPA, all that stuff. Now, maybe if you're really hypercritical of Ken Dorsey, you think it's because it's inconsistent. Like, they'll get an absolutely spectacular play that gets offset by an absolutely awful play. And look, Josh Allen turns the ball over. That's what Josh Allen does. He's Brett Favre. You know, he's Brett. He's a bigger version of what Brett Favre was and all the good and bad that comes with that. And most of it's good. Brett Favre's in the Hall of Fame on the field. Um, but this is what's fascinating to me. Because I think when the Bills got in their biggest ruts under Ken Dorsey and, heck, even under Brian Dable, the Bills' biggest ruts would be when their offense was essentially, hey, Josh, go make a play. And we've seen that so much the last couple of years where they're not able to run the football. And they just lean on Josh Allen going back and doing spectacular things, which, quite frankly... You know, without with the exception of Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid's really coming on. I think he's a good player. Of course, he had some drops. It's not that great an offensive supporting cast. I think Gabe Davis is a good player, but he's probably more of a really good number three than a good number two. And is Joe Brady going to fix that? Remember, Joe Brady was the guy who uh, Matt Rule fired for throwing the ball too much. Is Joe Brady going to come out and run the ball more? James Cook, now look. After they bench James Cook for the fumble, I hate when coaches do that, but very clearly something worked because he came out and ran like his head was on fire after that fumble. He had 12 carries for 109 yards in that game against the Jets. The Bills have averaged the most yards before contact on the ground over the last five weeks. And even though Buffalo has been the fifth past heaviest team in all in neutral situations this year, they did not trust Josh Allen last week. They shifted to a far more run-heavy approach against Denver. Joe Brady got fired by the Panthers for not running it enough. And I'm unsure of how he's going to call the game here. So, look, I'm just going to lean on being Buffalo being Buffalo. You play Josh Allen, I think... You continue to maybe play James Cook, although I wonder if he's the scapegoat in this offense. Do they activate Leonard Fournette? I still think Stephon Diggs and Dalton Kincaid are number ones at their respective fantasy positions. And Gabe Davis is a guy who, if you plug him in, you hope for one of those big plays. 
it, it, this is a fascinating, it's a bad matchup, by the way, against the Jets. Obviously, Allen turned the ball over four times earlier uh, this season in this matchup, but um, I am just really confused about what their plan is going forward, and I wonder if they just made a panic move. It might work out because Josh Allen is so freaking talented, and Joe Brady is still highly regarded, but I'm nonetheless interested to see what their plan is in this game. Anything for the Jets, Joe? Well, you play Garrett Wilson, but the thing about the Jets is their run game is completely collapsed. After topping 160 non-scramble rushing yards twice in the first five weeks of the season, including against these Bills in week one, they've fallen below 60 yards in each of their last four games. Over that span, Brees Hall has just 134 yards on 53 carries. That's two and a half yards per carry. And the only touchdown he scored on the ground came when the Eagles let him score so they could get the football back. Uh, The Bills have had a lot of problems shooting themselves in the foot this year, but their run defense has been a bright spot. They are giving up the fourth fewest yards before contact per attempt over the last five weeks. The Jets' offensive line remains a disaster. Even if they get Dwayne Brown back this week, teams don't respect Zach Wilson, and they're going to key on the run game. That's why it's been tough sledding for Brees Hall of late. Here's what I think, Joe. I think if you are feeling good about your fantasy draft picks but not sure what to eat, you should make it easy on yourself and order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And while you're at it, Joe, why don't you drink some delicious Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What about the Seahawks at the Rams? Stafford's back, Joe. Yeah, Stafford's back, which is great news because you can get back to plugging in Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Um, I doubt he's out there on a whole lot of waiver wires, but just a, a, an item for people. It Maybe in your league there is no injured reserve. Kyron Williams can come back next week. So um, I think their run game has been functional with Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. I don't, I don't think they've done a bad job by any stretch. But uh, I think the Rams are going to be excited to get Kyron Williams back. So make sure you go out and check the waiver wire. I think Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, back to being strong wide receiver twos. I do want to see what Stafford looks like out here. Uh, But the Rams, look, they were not a decent offense with Brett Rippon. They were a terrible offense with Brett Rippon. So much so that they cut Brett Rippon and signed Carson Wentz. And at the very least, look, I know what people think of Carson Wentz. But I look at Wentz and say, man... The Browns would probably like to have him right now with Deshaun Watson out for the year. 
the Jets probably should have signed him, and now and we're seeing them pay for that because Zach Wilson isn't any good. So the Rams at least have a decent backup behind Matthew Stafford right now in the event that you need him. Joe, let's talk about the Seahawks on the other side. Yeah, so, I mean, the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett, this guy's unbelievable. You don't even know if he's going to end up playing. He leaves the game to get con- uh, checked for a concussion. He comes back, catches eight passes for 92 yards and a touchdown. Ken Walker, you can't sit the guy. I mean, 127 yards from scrimmage. He has a 64-yard touchdown reception. But it is worth noting, Walker has now fallen below 50% of the snaps in each of his last three games, all fewer than Zach Charbonnet. Walker is still the clear early down back, but Charbonnet has meaningfully cut into his snaps, which lowers his ceiling. So Charbonnet is kind of doing this really annoying thing where he's playing just enough where you're like, man, if if Ken Walker doesn't make one of those big plays, I'm screwed. And he's not doing enough to really use him himself as a flex-worthy play. So that's kind of that weird uh, dichotomy here where, where Charbonnet is playing meaningful snaps but isn't doing anything meaningful for fantasy. Nonetheless, um, the Seahawks check in uh, on our trench grades at FantasyPoints.com with a top-five run game matchup. I think it's a good matchup for Ken Walker this week. Ooh, okay. Um, I am really looking forward to Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football, Joe. Sunday night, we've got Joshua Dobbs, who must be, like, killing it for people in fantasy, against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And Russell Wilson, look, I don't. he's not like MVP caliber Russell Wilson, but, Joe, I did that game Monday night with Kevin Harlan. He's a lot better than he was last year. I'll yeah. give him and Sean Payton some credit. I do know that Marvin Mims is unhappy with him. I don't know if you saw that clip that went viral for Marvin Mims, who was making some plays early in the year, and apparently he's yelling that he don't throw the ball to me anyway about Russell Wilson. But that's always kind of been Russell Wilson, though. Like, there was all, like even in his heyday with Seattle, Russell Wilson would leave receivers open and try to make an, a more ridiculous play. That throw that he made to Cortland Sutton for the touchdown was the first play I can remember of Russ as a Bronco where I was like, how did he get away with that? How did he run backwards 20 yards and put it into the, a, a window the size of a postage stamp and the receiver came down with it? And I, and I meant that in a compliment. Like, uh, when he was a Seahawk, people, you, you'd be like, how did he do that? Like, that's not possible. Like, that's ridiculous. That's so lucky. But that's what Russell Wilson made his career on. And he, of course, ended up doing a phenomenal job getting that ball to Cortland Sutton, who is the guy he kind of trusts right now. Um, they're giving the ball with alacrity to Javante Williams, who definitely looks like a solid RB2 at this point. Uh, it was good to see Javante get in the end zone. He had over 100 yards from scrimmage in that game. Um, and Cortland Sutton is the receiver you want to play here. Jerry Judy, I mean, he's just kind of a secondary option right now. I know his air yard share is up there, but right now uh, it, it's Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams as the guys that I want to play. And you can even play Russ uh, at, at this point with how Sean Payton's coaching him up. What about um, on the other side <laughs> with the Vikings, Joe? I mean, what more do you have They're to say? They're juicy. First and, first and foremost, we got to watch the status of Justin Jefferson, who's who's ramping up his practice. I, I don't know what else you can say at this point about Josh Dobbs. He quarterbacked. 
Obviously, Minnesota do a second consecutive win in his first start with the team. He now has more wins than starts with the Vikings. Minnesota has now won four straight games. The playoffs are more than realistic. Against the Saints, Dobbs, 268 and a passing touchdown, 44 rushing yards and a touchdown. His fourth consecutive game with a rushing touchdown. With the Vikings, Dobbs has started one game. Obviously, he played one in relief. And he's now the QB3 over the last two weeks in fantasy points per game behind only Dak Prescott and C.J. Stroud. The guy is unbelievable. I think you have to start him. And the great news is he gets the ball to the good players. So you can keep starting T.J. Hawkins. T.J. Hawkinson is a warrior, by the way. He he got folded in half about 12 times in that game. Um, and he still looked awesome uh, with, with a slate-breaking performance. Jordan Addison, he gets the ball to him. And I guarantee you, if and when Justin Jefferson's back, he'll get the ball to Justin Jefferson as well. Joe, we're going in the fourth quarter of this podcast. Fourth quarter is where the magic happens, where games are won, where champions are made in business. It's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub, to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. I want to learn more, Joe, about the juicy Monday night matchup. It's the Eagles at the Chiefs, the two best records in pro football. Oh, the answer here, Ross, is stardom. Start them all. Um, look, the Eagles obviously will not have Dallas Goddard, or at least it, uh, it almost certainly will not have Dallas Goddard in this game. So what does that mean? Does it mean the Eagles are going to get, like, Grant Calcaterra or or Albert Oakwood Boonam involved? No. It means the Eagles are going to condense their target tree, and it's going to be more targets for A.J. Brown and more targets for Devontae Smith and maybe a couple more runs for for DeAndre Swift. The Eagles are going to continue to throw the ball to their good players. Maybe they involve Julio Jones down inside the 20 a little bit more, but that's what the Eagles are going to do. And keep in mind, potentially the most important thing about that bye week for the Eagles is Jalen Hurts, who is clearly favoring that left knee, is going to get two full weeks plus a day of rest because they play on Monday night. So it's it's a mini bye plus a bye for Jalen Hurts. That is important for him as he looks to get healthy. On the flip side for the Kansas City Chiefs, they're still not getting it done at the wide receiver position, but I do wonder if over the bye week, Andy Reid, notoriously great coming out of the bye, I wonder if they decided to get Rasheed Rice more snaps. He's their best wide receiver. He's their most reliable wide receiver. Against the Dolphins back in Week 9, Mahomes threw for just 185, and nobody had more than 34 yards receiving. Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey should be the two focal points for this passing game on Monday night against the Eagles. Kind of remarkable. Rice, as a rookie, has already kind of overtaken all those other guys that are there. Check him out. On social media, like I do, at FG underscore Dolan, the great Joe Dolan. And get all the content at FantasyPoints.com. Just make sure you use the code 23FEAST when you sign up. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod on social. Check out Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.